Blog Talk Radio. Sports Talk with T-Spin starts right now. Now your host, Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk Radio. I'm still in shock. It feels like it's not real what happened last night in the sports world. Um, I woke up really grouchy today, mostly because I didn't get any sleep. Um, it's just it, it it was just a weird night. Just a just a weird night. You know, there's there's different conflicting information that, you know, that I was getting about Kawhi directly lied to the Lakers and said he was coming. There was informa- There was some rumors that he gave the, the Clippers an ultimatum and said, if you get Paul George, I'm coming. If not, I'm signing with the Lakers. Who knows anymore? I'm at the point where, you know, the whole reliable sources thing, the the confirmation, confirmed reports, 99%, unless it's, you know, I agree with James. It's, it's at the point where, you know, I'm not going to confirm or try to break something one way or the other anymore. I just enjoy doing this podcast to get it on here and discussing some of the rumors that we hear. And I think that's what we're going to do from now on is just discuss what we hear, not try to get the scoop on it. We're going to leave that to the big boys because I think this just proves that trying to be first is a lot worse than – or sorry, trying to be – yeah, trying to be first is a lot worse than, you know, trying to be right. It's better to be right than to be first. And, you know, with that, I'm going to go ahead and bring on James Darnell, the Rancho Cordova, who I got to give credit for. Last night he came on the show and he, he, you know, said there was a lot of rumbling that DeMarcus Cousins would be going to the Lakers. And uh, that did happen. Cousins is with the Lakers. Uh, James, how are you doing today, man? What's going on, Tyler? Uh one of the, the craziest nights that I've ever been a part of uh, in terms of NBA free agency. Uh, woke up this morning and, and, you know, the news hasn't stopped. It's It's been crazy. And this is why the NBA off season is king when it comes to off seasons and free agency periods and all the professional sports. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, like I mentioned last night, there was rumblings out there that DeMarcus Cousins, would be signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. You heard it on Sports Talk with T. Spence first. And also, you heard it on Sports Talk with T. Spence correctly, might I add, that DeMarcus Cousins would be signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. And lo and behold, a few hours later, that has come to fruition, along with all the other Lakers moves that I know that Tyler's going to get into. And uh, we can also talk about – you know, whatever else, any anybody out there wants to discuss uh, in terms of uh, the callers out there, any other moves that you guys have seen, any other moves that may be coming. Uh, Tyler, I know it's been a busy night for you. What are your thoughts on, on everything? I know we've hit on the Kawhi stuff. Uh, what, what about all the other moves that the Lakers have been making here uh, this morning? Well, they did bring back Rajon Rondo. Uh, they brought him back on a, it looks like a vet minimum deal. They just brought in DeMarcus Cousins um, as well, which we touched on. I, I, I think that's a good, uh, you know, two good signings. DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis played well together in New Orleans before before Cousins went down. Um, they have a good relationship. And, you know, bringing back Rondo, uh, you know, they needed a point guard. Uh, now they have Cook and Rondo to, to play the point. They also brought in a really underrated shooter. This was before everything that went down last night. But Troy Daniels, I think, is a name to uh, keep an eye on. I think he's going to be a little bit of an X factor this season. And he, he shoots a high percentage. It's obviously something that the Lakers need. And they brought in a championship level, uh, you know, a guy that's been in championship series, uh, has a couple of rings, Danny Green, who won a ring with the Spurs and won a ring just with the Raptors just now. So the way the Lakers are filling out this roster, I mean, they went right to work. As soon as the news broke about Kawhi going to the Clippers and that they lost out, immediately Danny Green was signed. 
Um, you saw within 12 hours this morning, immediately DeMarcus Cousins and Rondo are signed. Now there's rumors floating around about Marcus Morris. Um, and I, I like the way that they're, they're filling out the roster. They brought JaVale McGee back. I mean, you look at the, the Lakers, their bench, uh, it doesn't look as bad as people thought now. I mean, I, I like the way their team's shaping up. We have a, a Freddie from Los Angeles on hold. Freddie, go ahead. You're on Sports Talk Radio. Hey, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm online. I'm one, one of your followers, Pope, so you probably know me, but I uh, just wanted to call you and talk about the Lakers. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to really focus on what you guys think about the two-on-two uh, matchup with AD and LeBron versus, you know, Kawhi and uh, and Paul George to see how that's going to look like from a defensive standpoint as far as countering because in the playoffs, if if and when they – face each other it's going to be a pretty interesting defensively and offensively so both ways so I just wanted to for you to touch up on that and then lastly one more point I want to just something that no one's been talking about if they play in the playoffs it's going to be the Lakers having home court advantage every single game so I just wanted you to touch up on that and what you think because you know the Lakers the fans have deep pockets so they're probably going to buy out all the tickets so just wanted to uh, yeah, see your point on that. And, and, and thank you for the call. Uh, you know, the Western Conference Finals, if you had to pick two teams, it, it's looking like it would be the Lakers and the Clippers at the Western Conference uh, Finals. It's an interesting point because Lakers and Clippers game, you know, even when the Lakers were in their down years, there's historically been more Lakers fans there than Clippers fans. So that would be very interesting. Um, and, you know, I don't. what do you think, James? You have to remember, I mean, in theory, it sounds good that the Lakers would set, would buy more tickets than the Clippers to a playoff series. But you have to remember that they're going to alternate who's technically the home team and who's not. And the Clippers are going to have their fair share of new season ticket holders as well. And so anytime it's a Clippers home game, technically, in a playoff series, Clippers season ticket holders are going to be given first priority to buy those tickets. So I think it's going to be pretty even. I think that L.A. in itself is a very um, front-running sports town. And so the Los Angeles fans down there are going to be hyped on both the Lakers and the Clippers. We are going to see both teams sell out every game. And when it comes to a playoff series, uh, I think it's going to be even. You know, Lakers fans are are going to buy the Laker home game tickets, and Clippers fans are going to buy the Clipper home game tickets. And as far as the LeBron and AD versus Paul George and Kawhi, you know, that's, that's a good question. Um, it's going to be interesting because we've never really seen those guys. Um, I, I, don't, I don't remember if they were on the Olympic team together or not. I'm assuming they would, would have been at some point. I just can't remember. Um, but I don't – we've never seen them play together in the NBA. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's going to be fun. And one thing that we can say about all this is it's going to be the most exciting – anticipated NBA seasons maybe in, in, in history. Uh, we have an Alex in Los Angeles. Go ahead. You're on Sports Talk Radio. Uh, hi. I just want to talk about uh, the recent signings that the Lakers did. Uh, I just want to ask, uh, are you, like, worrying about the Lakers' defense? Because it seems they don't really have that much defense besides, like, uh, Danny Green and Anthony Davis. Um, and yeah, thank you. And thank you for the call. Um, I, I'm not as worried about it as some other people, you know, LeBron has taken a step back on the defensive end, uh, in the last couple of years, but you know, when it comes to playoff time, he, he, you know, he goes all out. Danny Green's a good defender. Uh, they did sign, um, Anthony, or they did sign DeMarcus Cousins and, you know, he, he's, he's not the player he was. I mean, if this was DeMarcus Cousins back in, what, 2017, when 2016, when he was putting up 28 and 12, it's just, it's just different. I'm excited about having a guy like DeMarcus Cousins on the bet minimum, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, James, go ahead. Uh, you know, I kind of want to tie this into the last caller that, that said, hey, how do you, you know, what do you think about the Lakers and the Clippers, you know, going against each other, blah, blah, blah. The, the Lakers definitely are the weaker of the two teams defensively. You have to look at the Clippers and who they have. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best defenders in the game. Paul George is no slouch. And they also have Patrick Beverly, who's an absolute pest. So if you're looking at the the teams from a defensive standpoint, 
Uh, I think the Clippers are easily the superior team defensively. And as far as, uh, you know, going throughout the course of a season and whatnot, you're going to see LeBron probably on some load management at times. He is older. Where you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who are both younger. There's some some varying factors here. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to be Lakers and Clippers. I think that there's some differences that people need to pay attention to, and I think that the Clippers – are a little bit younger, a little bit better defensively, and I think they can score right along with the Lakers. So we will have to see. But, uh, Tyler, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, and Paul George, if I'm not mistaken, led the NBA in steals last year. I'm pretty sure he was a steals leader. Um, so you're right. Paul George is, is right up there with an elite defender, and Kawhi is up there as, as well. So their defense scares me. Uh, their defense absolutely scares me. The Lakers are a lot older. So you have a team in the Clippers that are younger and much more superior defensively, and they're going up against a team that's older and slower. That usually does not bode well. And you can reference that back to one of the worst series in my life I've ever witnessed, 2004 NBA Finals between the Lakers and the Pistons. Everybody was saying the Lakers were going to sweep that series. The Pistons showed what an elite young defense can do to an older team. Uh, got Josh in the Bay Area. Go ahead, Josh. You're on Sports Talk Radio. Yes, hello. Yeah, go ahead. So, so. Hello. Okay, uh, we're having some trouble with his call, so we'll go ahead and go to Robert in Las Vegas. Robert, go ahead. You're on Sports Talk Radio. Oh, hi, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. So Spencer, I I have to say, last night when we lost, when Kawhi did what he did, I that was a snake move to me. It just reeked of Paul George, one on one B. I mean, I I don't. It's hard not to say it's just not a snake move because he could have told us, you know, I'm going to the Clippers. Instead, he drags it out. But today, I feel the Lakers really redeem or vindicating themselves. They signed Boogie, Demarcus Cousins. He's he, he might be a little injured, but I think he'll be healthy by training camp. Honestly, I think he'll be close to 100%. Uh, that torn quad is a thing of the past. I think that Rondo, that was smart to get him. He knows Boogie. AD is the reason why Boogie is here. And I, we should, if Iguodala, if there's a chance to get Iguodala, we get him. Look out, man. The Clippers better watch out. Or even Melo, because he can be a threat, too even in this late stage of his career. But even Westbrook, I mean, I, I know I don't know what the Lakers can do to, to get Westbrook, but they, they should try to flirt with the idea. I mean, at least call him, see, hey, do you want to get some revenge on Paul George? Come to the Lakers. He went to UCLA. Let's do this. You love Kobe, right? I said we give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and thank you for the call. Um I, you know, going back to the first point that you hit on with, uh, you know, with Andre Iguodala, that everything I've heard is that Memphis is going to buy out his contract and he's going to sign with the Lakers. Now, there was rumors that he was going to be traded, um, that Memphis was going to try to trade for him and see what assets they can get. But his agent obviously was not happy about that. And, and I, I personally don't blame him. Um, I think that the Russell Westbrook idea is a pipe dream because the Lakers don't have any assets uh, to get Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure when his contract is up, but uh, maybe James can touch on that. Um, yeah. I mean, James, um, if, if the Lakers I'll, I'll do it, on, Andre, go ahead. Uh, I'll touch on both those players, Iguodala and Westbrook. Uh, the, the thing, obviously Iguodala wants to get bought out of, of his Memphis contract at this point. But by all indications, the Grizzlies are not going to facilitate that. They want to trade him. They're not going to buy him out, regardless of what he wants. They're going to look for a trade, and apparently the the Dallas Mavericks and Houston Rockets are the two teams interested. So if I'm a Lakers fan, I would not expect Andre Iguodala to play for your team. It it may very well happen, but at this point, it doesn't look likely. Uh, As far as the Russell Westbrook point, not only do you not have the assets to make a trade if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you also don't have the cap space 
you have to remember, you don't have the cap space anymore. So if you're a Lakers fan, you got to pump the brakes on that. That's why they brought back Rondo to be the point guard. Uh, there's no way that they're, they're going to get Russell Westbrook. And right now, if you're if you're reading the the, the, the things on Twitter, it's looking like the Miami Heat are going to make a play for Russell Westbrook. And he and Russell Westbrook is expected to make a trade request here in the coming days. And Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler would be would be very fun. Um, I think uh, the, to that last caller's uh, first point that he made was that this got delayed and dragged out. Um, I think that that just goes and proves the, the the rumors about the Lakers were informed that Kawhi is very much in play, very much in play, that he's coming, he's coming. I think that that was completely true up until last night because you didn't see the Lakers make any of these moves. If they weren't sure that they still had a really legitimate shot at Kawhi, they would have signed Cousins, Rondo, all these guys before as soon as Kawhi Leonard was, was announced that he was going to the Clippers. All of a sudden, these guys are signing. Now, Russell Westbrook uh, signed a five-year contract extension with the Oklahoma City Thunder back in 2017. All right. So his, his deal ends in 2023. So if the Lakers want Russell Westbrook, the only way that they're going to get him is to wait four years in free agency to sign him. So. Uh, do we have any more callers on the air right now? It doesn't look like we do. Uh, right um, now, so, we do not. All right. So it doesn't look like we have any callers on, on the air right now. You know, one thing we can transition a little bit. You know, James, I know that we spoke yesterday about this is going to be good for the NBA. We have – you know, we don't have a – we don't really have a super team anymore. We have LeBron and Anthony Davis who are, you know – two superstars on the team. We have Paul George and we have uh, Kawhi Leonard, who are two superstars on a team. If, if Russell Westbrook gets traded to Miami, we have two, I don't know if I call Jimmy Butler superstar, but two very, very elite players on a team. But we don't have a big three or a big four anymore. Um, and we have two really interesting teams in the West, and this is going to make Kings fans happy. The New Orleans Pelicans are young and on the upcoming, and the Sacramento Kings are young and the upcoming. Um, can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's it's gone back to a two-star or, or a two-guy uh, league in terms of uh, all the teams. Uh, all the contending teams have, you know, a number one guy and a number two guy. It's not three and four and five all-stars like it has been the last, you know, several years. Uh, if you're an NBA fan, you have to be absolutely ecstatic. I know that myself as a, as a fan of the game of basketball, I'm looking forward to this upcoming season. Um I think the league is getting back to kind of the way that it should be. And I know that the Warriors fans aren't going to want to hear that. I know Lakers fans are disappointed that they didn't get everything that they wanted. But uh, the the balance of power is is kind of going back to normal finally after several years of things being extremely top-heavy. And I know that if I'm Adam Silver and I'm the NBA executives, I'm absolutely thrilled because that means you're going to have more fans willing to spend more money and go to more games to see their home teams because a lot of fans were turned off by the super team thing. They're thinking, you know, what's the point of selling out this money? What's the point of buying season tickets and buying all this merchandise if I know my team's not going to win this year? It's That's why the NFL is so, is so successful because every single year, every team's fans feel like they have a chance to do something. And now the NBA is, is finally getting back to that. And I think it's a great thing for for the the NBA. And and real quick, uh, before I let you, you touch on it, Tyler, um, I know you mentioned Marcus Morris earlier to the Lakers. Someone uh, tweeted Marcus Morris and said, "Please come to the Lake Show." And Marcus Morris replied and said, "No, sir." So uh, if I'm a Lakers yeah, fan, was I, I would cross Marcus Morris off off of the off the list. Well, that was interesting because Marcus Morris gave two different indications, and it was two different stories. On Twitter earlier, um, one, uh, I think it was a rapper, tweeted Marcus Morris and said, how long do we have to wait and hashtag Lake Show or something along that line. So I'll have to go look at it to be sure. But he said not long in response. I'll go ahead and look at that right now because he, he indicated two different uh, hints that he was coming to the Lakers and that he was not coming. Here it is right here. Um, where the Marcus Morris, where are the Marcus Morris vocals? Is the Lakers cap dry? 
Marcus Morris's reply coming soon. Now, his reply could have just been about the vocals and about, I guess, a song he might be writing and not even about the Lakers. Um, so I think that the reply of no, sir, is a, more of an indication that Morris is not coming to the Lakers like they previously reported. Um, it, it's There's a lot of rumblings right now about Carmelo Anthony, and LeBron James has said it himself. He's got friends in this league, but he's got two guys that he talks to on a consistent basis that he considers brothers. That's Dwayne Wade. That's Carmelo Anthony. He's played with Wade. He's never played with Carmelo Anthony in the NBA. Carmelo Anthony's never won a ring. I could see Carmelo Anthony being a ring chaser, can't you? Absolutely. And I know one of your callers uh, a, a little bit ago mentioned, you know, what about bringing in Carmelo Anthony? I think, you know, from, from a guy coming off the bench, I think that would be a great move, you know, get you guys some, some points coming off the bench, instant offense. But he brings nothing defensively. And I think at this point, if you're the Lakers, with everything that you've assembled, you need to focus on defense because your your partners there across the hall at Staples, the Clippers, that's going to be the backbone of their team, along with some elite scoring from their two stars. So uh, Carmelo Anthony sounds good. It's it's a name that people will know, but you guys, the, the Lakers need to focus on defense at this point. And I'm not sure bringing in Carmelo Anthony is the the smartest move with uh, what little remaining cap space that you have left. Right. Yeah. It, it's 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 going to be interesting to see where they go from here. I do got to give Jeannie Bussin and. And the Lakers front office credit Rob Rob Palenka that as soon as this Kawhi news broke, they didn't waste any time. They they got right to work. I mean, they got right to work in the middle of the night, bringing in Danny Green, uh, bringing in KCP, Cook, and then today getting in Cousins and Rondo, locking you know locking them up for this year at least. And a lot of these deals are one and two year deals. So you're looking at some of these contracts expiring next year or the year after that. Um, LeBron in two years, his contract is actually. I believe he's got a player option in the third year. So I don't know what top free agents are going to be around in the summer of 2020 or summer of 2021. I know Damian Lillard signed an extension with Portland, so he's off the board. Um, you know, I guess we can fast forward a little bit. This was a this was a fun, fun off NBA offseason. I mean, we've seen just – I think this was the craziest NBA offseason I, I can remember. Jimmy Butler – Trading, uh, getting rid of his old team, going to, to Miami. Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors, going to the Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving leaving, going to Brooklyn. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard out of nowhere, going to the Clippers. Anthony Davis being traded to the Lakers. I can't remember an offseason like this. Absolutely. It's been it's been a whirlwind, and it's not over yet. There could be a lot more movement to come. I mean, who knows? But uh, if you're an NBA fan, I mean, just just keep refreshing Twitter. That's the only advice I can give you at this point. And the advice that we both gave you last night is that from the Twitter world, the only reliable sources of reliable people that we can count on that we figured out are Woj and Shams and the big boys. A lot of these former athletes like Jalen Rose and Chris Carter and, you know, Kendrick Perkins – they're good at what they do. They, they're good analysis, but it, it, they don't have uh, as reliable sources as, you know, Woj and Shams do, like we discussed. So you got to be very careful of who's giving you what information because we learned in the Kawhi Learning thing, there's a lot of false information out there. And the whole week, I think, proved that nobody knows anything. Absolutely. Uh, like we mentioned last night, uh, a lot of these uh, these these personalities on, on radio and, and TV and, and whatnot, they're fed false information on purpose from these agents because they want certain things to get out there and they want to lead teams astray and make smoke screens and throw other teams off the scent. So, again, if you're going to go to Chris Carter – for your breaking NBA news, it's your fault when it doesn't happen. You as a fan or you as a person that's interested in it, if you believe what Chris Carter says, it's it's just as much your fault as it is the fault of, of the agent telling Chris Carter bad information and Chris Carter reporting it. You need to know that you need to go to Woj and Shams 
as the only two reliable guys. I mean, look at the NFL. If you're if you're going to go anywhere for news in the NFL, who do you go to? Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport? Otherwise, you're wrong. Jason Lockenfora is routinely terrible, and if you go to him and believe anything he says, then you're you're just as at fault as he is for for putting out bad information. So, uh, just just be a smart fan, be an educated fan. In this day and age of social media and the internet, there's no excuse. Uh, and you can also just tune into the to the uh, Spencer Melton uh, Sports Talk Show here. We, we'll, we won't lead you guys astray. Would you compare Jason Lock and Fora to Chris Broussard? Uh, no, I uh, I would I would give Jason Lock and Fora a little more credit than that. Um, he's been the lead guy on NFL Network. He's been a guy that's you know written for several newspapers. Uh, whereas Chris Broussard doesn't have that kind of uh, kind of background that that Jason Lock and Fora has. You know, and I'll give Jalen Rose credit because he came on Twitter immediately after this happened and said, wrong, I was dead wrong, and he owned up to it. I haven't seen anything from Chris Broussard owning up to it. It just seems like every time Chris Broussard is wrong, it seems like I go on his, his page or watch his show and he changes the narrative to kind of protect himself, not thinking that we're going to remember that he said, Lakers, it's a done deal. He's going to the Lakers on the show, but you know, that it is what it is. Um, we do have a caller on hold right now. It'd be Ryan. Ryan, go ahead. You're on Sports Talk Radio. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, yeah, I was just reading. Did y'all see where, um, just real quick, uh, where the Raptors were trying to uh, pull, or was it the Raptors? Yeah, Raptors and the Thunder about pulled off the trade. Um, but I believe that the Thunder wanted uh, Pascal Siakam and somebody else, but they wanted a huge haul for Paul George as well. That about went down last night, apparently. So that would have been crazy as well. Um, but just on the uh, another player uh, that I would be interested in is uh, Iman Shumpert. Is he a restricted free agent with uh, Houston, or is he, is he uh, unrestricted? Does anybody know that? Uh, well, you know, and, and thank you for calling in. For your first point, um, I did see two different stories on the trade with Toronto potentially. I saw that Oklahoma City rejected it, and I saw that Toronto rejected it. And it was conflicting reports, and it, both of them came from Woj, and it kind of changed a little bit. So I think that there was some miscommunication there as far as what was going on around uh, Toronto and Oklahoma City discussing that. I don't even know if that would have – convinced Kawhi to stick. I think that his whole idea was to go to Los Angeles anyway. He wanted to go home. But it's it's as a Toronto fan, yeah, it's if you had a chance to get Paul George along with getting Kawhi back, if that was the case, and he had to give up some picks and Siakam, I didn't see the whole detail, so I won't comment fully on this, but if it was Siakam and a full pick and a couple picks, I like, like Siakam. I think he's a great player. But getting Kawhi back plus getting Paul George, you're obviously defending your title again. What do you think, James? Yeah, if 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 I'm a Raptors fan and I read that report this morning, I'm sick to my stomach because yes, Pascal Siakam is a good young player, but if you're getting your your star back in Kawhi and adding you know a number two punch like Paul George, and there was also rumblings of of moving Westbrook up there with them as well. I mean, it, if I'm a, a Raptors fan, I'm absolutely livid today. And keep in mind that uh, Masai Ujiri is going to be basically uh, a free agent uh, from the, the front office perspective this summer and maybe taking a deal uh, with the Washington Wizards potentially who are expected to offer him a lot of money. So if Ujiri basically almost kind of sabotaged the Raptors by not making that trade and bringing Kawhi home and then just leaves Toronto and goes to a team like the Wizards to run their front office and just leaves the Raptors completely bare uh, man, that's that's a huge shockwave up there in Canada. You go from the top of the world, uh, you know, as, as the NBA champions, all of a sudden now you're kind of at rock bottom. And uh, I know that they have a lot of guys on their team that are on uh, the last years of their contracts, Kyle Lowry, uh, Marcus Gasol, just to name a couple. Uh, so the Raptors could very well go from being the the best team in the league, you know, as the NBA champs to one of the worst within just a year's time. And I don't think I've ever seen a potential turnaround that drastic so quickly. That's, that's going to be a story to keep an eye on as well. 
Um, Tyler, what what are your thoughts on on just how how quickly things have changed up there in, in Toronto? Yeah, I'm sick to my stomach too. Uh, I guess you have the NBA title to hang on to, and that's their first one that they've won, so I'm sure they're going to cherish it. Um, I don't know if they're going to get another one anytime soon. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. So enjoy your 2019 NBA title. I think it was something great for the city of Toronto, um, something very, very special, and that they're going to hold on to. As far as Amon Shumpert, I can't confirm one way or the other if he's a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent. I think he's an unrestricted free agent, and I know he is good friends with LeBron James. They actually played together in Cleveland, and he remains friends with LeBron James to this day. He actually just tweeted out um, a few days ago, uh, him putting in work in a gymnasium, I, I, I think it's at his old high school. And uh, he has not been signed anywhere yet, but I, the Lakers have expressed interest in him. So, again, that's, the Lakers have expressed interest in him. I think Amon Shumpert would be a very solid signing. I think he would be a good bench player. I've always liked him since he's been in the league. Um, so I wouldn't be upset with that signing at all if that does come to fruition. I don't know if we have anyone on hold right now. It doesn't look like we do. Um, so, you know, let's go ahead and transition a little bit back to what we discussed earlier. We have young upcoming teams, young and upcoming teams. It's such an exciting time in the NBA right now. You have the New Orleans Pelicans who have a lot of young assets coming in from the Lakers. Uh, you have uh, Zion Williamson last night looked great until he got hurt. You have R.J. Barrett over in, in New York. You got the Kings with Marvin Bagley and 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 Darren Fox and some of their young talent. It, it's it's I think the peak of you know how we have these eras, and we have like the Jordan era, and then we have like the Kobe Iverson era, and then it kind of you know moved on to the LeBron Durant era. Now I'm starting to to see the new era that's kind of being born into the league. And it's so exciting to see in four or five years what new era we're going to be in. Absolutely. Uh, you see it, you know, every every so often, every 10 years or so, you start to see things uh, kind of transition to that next, uh, the next slate of stars. And I think the NBA has to be really excited with, with the hands that they're in. I mean, Zion Williamson is looking potentially like the new face of the NBA as soon as LeBron steps down, potentially. Uh, you have to be really encouraged if you're, if you're Adam Silver to see the state of your league with the young stars that you have. Um, you have a lot of small markets who are up and coming and, and really building something special in their respective markets. You look at the Sacramento Kings with De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley, like you mentioned. You look at the New Orleans Pelicans with Zion Williamson and all the other guys that they've brought on. The Milwaukee Bucks are in great hands with a league MVP and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, the, the small markets are definitely making a come up, and uh, that's just as big for the NBA as these these uh, major city teams like the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers and you know and whatnot uh, you know getting star players. You can't discredit the small market teams uh, and and how big their impact is on the league with the moves and the players that they're bringing in as well. So the NBA is definitely in, in some good hands moving forward. Uh, you know, just like back in the day, people wondered what's going to happen to the NBA after Michael Jordan leaves, and then you see guys uh, like like Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson start to carry the league over that next little stretch of time after Michael Jordan left, and then you know transitioned into LeBron and KD, like you said. And now here we are. We're starting to see the the, the trickle down again with the names that are coming in. It's it's an ever you know churning cycle, and if you're an NBA fan, you have to be excited. And if you are a uh, you know an executive or an owner or you know even Adam Silver in the NBA, you have to feel good. Um, so I think the NBA is in a really great spot right now. I just got breaking news on my uh, Bleacher Report app: Zion Williamson with a bruised knee. He will miss the remainder of NBA Summer League. You know. Don't get too too nervous right now, Pelicans fans. I'm guessing this is just a precautionary measure. You don't want your star rookie to go out and, and risk injury in, in an NBA summer league where this is supposed to be to see what young talent you have. You already know what you're going to have in Zion Williamson. You have a star. Um, so I'm not too concerned about that if I'm a Pelicans fan. 
Um, I will say that it is really interesting to see how much the NBA landscape has I almost feel like all these teams in the NBA now, today when they woke up and they saw that Kawhi Leonard was traded to the Clippers, there was a sense, I think, of hope from the other 29 teams. Because if Kawhi goes to the Lakers and you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard, you really can't build and compete against that. It would be the Warriors all over again for the next three or four years. But now that there is, you know, parity in the league again, there's balance in the league again, I think this is just going to be great for the league. Teams now are realizing, okay, you know, the Warriors had their run. Their run is over with. And we all have a shot at this now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's encouraging if you're an NBA fan. And uh, I know a lot of people in the Los Angeles area that are fans of the colors yellow and purple aren't very happy probably today. They probably woke up to, you know, most people probably woke up this morning not knowing the news that broke last night was Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, you know, a lot of Lakers fans probably woke up this morning and found out the news, you know, checking their phones and, and are just now starting to di- digest all this. Whereas you and I, Tyler, we were on here late last night as soon as the news broke. Um, but, you know, the league's in a good spot. And if you, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of the game of basketball, you can't really complain too much. I, I think that things are, are looking really good. And uh, on your Zion Williamson point, yeah, you had to have thought that they were going to shut him down for summer league. There's absolutely no point in, in you know, risking any further injury. Uh, it's it's summer league. The kid's 18 years old. I mean, he's got years and years ahead of him. You don't want to rush anything. You don't want to risk anything. There's no point. What What is Zion Williamson going to gain playing meaningless games in summer league against guys that are going to be bagging his groceries and being the valet for his vehicles, you know, in the next six months? There's no point. So good for the Pelicans. I'm making the right move there with Zion. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, the NBA season to see what, uh, what what he brings to the table. I, I look forward to heading on down to the Golden One Center and, and checking out Zion this year when he comes to visit the Sacramento Kings. And to hit on your point about Lakers fans finding out the news, on my, my apps, Yahoo and Bleacher Report and everything, the report, I don't know if they did this, did this intentionally or they, they did this to try to throw people off or if they did this for clickbait or all of the above. But my notification was, quote, Kawhi Leonard leaving the Toronto Raptors to join Los Angeles. That was it. So naturally, when I saw that, I got really excited. I had my 2020 NBA championship banner already pre-ordered. I had my Kawhi Leonard Lakers jersey already pre-ordered. I already had the plane tickets bought for the parade next summer. That's a joke, by the way. And... I see he signs with the Los Angeles Clippers. I, I just, I, I still am trying to digest it. It's 12 hours later. So you're right. The people that woke up to this news today are still trying to digest all this. And it's just weird. Speaking of Zion Williamson, um, fun fact, it's actually his 19th birthday today. So happy birthday to Zion. Um, it's going to be really exciting to see him and what he can do for the, you know, the next several years in the NBA. Um, you know, we talked a lot about the Pelicans and, and the up-and-coming up uh, talents that they have. You know, hopefully with Lonzo Ball getting a change of scenery, that'll, that'll, that'll help his game. Uh, you know, Josh Hart is a good, a good player, a good shooter, and Brandon Ingram is just going to continue to get better. But let's go ahead and talk about the Kings a little bit because I think they don't get the national media attention, obviously. They're a small market team. But people in Sacramento, they know the potential with this, this team. But Marvin Bagley – Harry Giles, De'Aaron Fox, they have a lot of promising uh, young pieces, and they're starting to put it together. Absolutely. Uh, You know, they've re-signed Harrison Barnes. Buddy Heald is most likely going to approach all-star status this coming year if the trajectory remains the same. And uh, they improved their bench this offseason with signings like Trevor Ariza, Corey Joseph, Rashawn Holmes. Uh, th- their bench is a lot stronger than it was in, in years past. And they're, they're young stars who are, you know, all of 19, 20, 21 years old are getting another year of experience. So uh, y- you see teams like potentially the, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder 
who are in full implosion mode right now and could very well be trading Russell Westbrook here in the coming days, they're not going to be a playoff team, it's looking like. So that's going to open up a spot for, you know, some of these younger teams in the Western Conference. You have to think, uh, you know, of course the Lakers are going to rebound and, and get a playoff spot as long as they can stay healthy. Uh, the Clippers were a playoff team a year ago, so you can expect them to be back there. But, uh, you know, there's there's some, some room for movement down there uh, towards the, the bottom half of the, of the top eight in the playoff seedings in the Western Conference. And I would think that the Sacramento Kings – are probably at the top of that list uh, for for teams that could uh, make a serious playoff push this year. Yeah, I think that the Kings and the Pelicans are are teams that you have to take seriously now, especially with the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're not going to be in contention for even a playoff seed next year. I mean, they're going full rebuild mode, and you just you got to be sick as a Thunder fan. You got to be sick as an Oklahoma City um, front office because they're you know their their hand was was. You know, they were forced here. They were approached by Paul George. He said, I want to be traded to the Clippers now. They just resigned him last year. You're talking about a franchise that has now lost James Harden. Uh, granted, that wasn't, um, you know, granted, that was a move that, that, that needed to be done. Um, Kevin Durant walked away. You know, Paul George signed, and then or you, you get Paul George. He signed last year to a longer deal, and now he requested a trade to be gone, and now Russell Westbrook is, is going to request a trade. It's just unbelievable to think of all these MVP players and MVP runner-ups that the, the Thunder are going to now lose, and they're literally back to square one from when they uh, you know, moved Oklahoma City on day one. Absolutely. So if you're a fan of a Western Conference team or you know the Sacramento Kings in general, you have to be excited for this year. And uh, a little bit of breaking news on my own here. The, the Toronto Raptors have put out a little tribute video for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green uh, as a part of, you know, their, their first ever championship team. And uh, the, it's a bunch of highlights of the two players making plays for their team during this past season with the, the title, Together We Made History, hashtag We the North. A very classy move by the Toronto Raptors. Um, kind of, kind of uh, strange to think about that, Kawhi Leonard only played one year for the Toronto Raptors, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility, in my opinion, to think that the Raptors could very well retire Kawhi Leonard's jersey at some point later down the line. I mean, he brought them their first title. He's forever going to be a legend up there in Canada. And uh, even though he left, I, I find it hard that Raptors fans will be able to, you know, slander his name. Of course, there's going to be some people that are bitter and upset that he left the way that he did, but he brought him a title. And so very classy move by the Toronto Raptors to, to make a tribute video here. They very well could have went the petty route and uh, threw some shade at him subliminally on Twitter, but they didn't do that. They went ahead and, and made a tribute video to both Kawhi and Danny Green. So uh, nice move on their part. And I think well, and I think that is a classy move because you have to give it to Kawhi Leonard. They they were looking for their first title. Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry were were close a couple times and never could get the job done. And Kawhi Leonard did not want to go to Toronto when he got traded there. He did not want to go there. Part of the uh, the only way that he was agreed to go there was he brought his buddy Danny Green along, but he still wasn't happy there at first. At first. Then he started to really fall in love with their front office from, you know, from the top. Um, and he could have easily packed in a place where he, you know, he wasn't really happy if he really wanted to be in Los Angeles, but he didn't. He gave it his all and he won a title and he won that franchise, their first title. Now here is some information that just broke on ESPN, which is very, very interesting. ESPN sources have confirmed that, the Los Angeles Lakers were in shock when the news came that he was signing with the Clippers. Kawhi's camp contacted the Los Angeles Lakers two hours before making the Clippers announcement and asking them to hold off on making the Anthony Davis trade official, according to ESPN. What are your thoughts on that, Tyler? Well, I was trying to gather your thoughts because I'm sitting here and shaking my head. I just I... – I, I, I'm I know that you're not going to buy this conspiracy. I'm convinced that Kawhi's camp knew what they were doing the whole time. 
they wanted to go to the Clippers. They were going to wait until the last second until the Paul George trade got done, but they were going to continue to inform the Raptors and the Lakers different stories because for Jalen Rose to go on TV and to say that the Raptors are going to sign Kawhi to a two-year deal, I'm 99.9% sure. I just don't see someone of that stature on TV throwing his credibility out the window like that. Chris Broussard has been wrong in the past, and boy, has he been wrong in the past. But most of the time, it's it's about rumors and stuff that he's hearing. Well, I'm hearing that player might go to this team. There's rumblings of this. But he went on television and said he's going to the Lakers. It's it's a done done deal. I am convinced that Kawhi's, I, Kawhi's camp was, was leaving these teams on to prevent them from acquiring some free agents that would compete. Because think about it. The Lakers and the Clippers are now the one-two uh, favorites in the West. You weaken your opponent by basically blocking them from signing any free agent because you're saying, you know, I think I'm going to sign with you guys. Well, okay, great. Let's make a trade. Let's get the cap space to do it. And now we have enough money to sign you. You keep delaying and delaying and delaying and delaying. I knew something was up when this was taking so long. Because if he really wanted to sign with the Lakers, he would have just done it. And it kept delaying and delaying and delaying. Free agent after free agent after free agent. Dropping my flies. Dropping my flies. Dropping my flies. Oh, Kawhi goes to the Clippers. Lakers have wasted an entire week of not being able to sign who they wanted because Kawhi dragged them on. See, I look at this from a different perspective. I know you have a little bit of bias and favoritism kind of skewing your view here with the Kawhi move. I actually give Kawhi credit for the way he handled this entire thing, regardless of whether or not he lied to the Lakers or whatnot. Uh, I think that all the news of Kawhi potentially going to the Lakers or re-signing with the Raptors was a ploy, absolutely, but it was to put pressure on the Clippers to make the necessary move of trading for Paul George. He wanted to come home and play with the Clippers, but he told them, go get a second guy, go get Paul George, and I will come home. So with with the news of, hey, he's going to go to the Lakers or he's going to absolutely re-sign in Toronto, all that did was put more pressure on the Clippers to make the move for Paul George. They know that they could have had him if they just make that other move happen, and that's what they did. I don't fault Kawhi for the way he handled it because he wanted to come home. And also, I I give him credit because he didn't want to be a part of a super team. He wants to be a part of a a very good team, a team with, you know, a, a legitimate number two threat alongside him. But he didn't want to do go the super team route, and in this day and age uh, of super teams and uh, and free agency, I give Kawhi tons of credit for the way he actually handled this. I, he earned a lot more respect from me uh, as as a basketball fan uh, with the way he did this. He could have easily went the route of signing with the Lakers and, and and going about it the easy way, but instead he he was able to kill two birds with one stone. He achieved the goal that he wanted of being on a legitimate contender with a number two star beside him, and he got to go home. So I don't fault Kawhi for the way he handled this. I know Lakers fans feel a little spurned, but at the end of the day, uh, Kawhi did, I think, what's best for him and, and ultimately what he wanted to do. You know, I was thinking about this this today, and, and, and this was a year ago, so my timeline might, be, might even be off here. But when Kawhi requested a trade to the Lakers, I cannot remember, or he requested a trade to Los Angeles. There was debate about it being the Lakers and the Clippers. So let's say he requested a trade to Los Angeles from San Antonio. And I can't, again, I, it remind me if this happened after LeBron James signed with the Lakers or before LeBron James signed with the Lakers. Did this happen before or after? I believe it was before, but I don't remember positively for sure. So, so I'll look into this, and I think it was before as well. So if Kawhi is requesting to trade to Los Angeles, and all indications were it was to the Lakers, and then after LeBron signs, it's to the Clippers. It makes you wonder, sitting here today, that if LeBron James never signed with the Lakers last year, I still think they would have traded for Anthony Davis. I, I know LeBron being there may have helped that, but I think Anthony Davis wanted to go to Los Angeles even before LeBron signed there. It really makes you wonder if LeBron never signed last year, the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis this year, that it would have been zero hesitation. Kawhi Leonard would have signed with the Lakers, and he would have committed 3 p.m. last Sunday. 
Uh, I mean, who knows? It's a lot of if, ands, buts, and you know, it's 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 a lot of question. Uh, if I'm a Lakers fan, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. I wouldn't worry about that. You have to look at the here and now. I mean, you can keep dwelling on the past. You can keep crying over spilt milk and 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 you know pulling out the the box of Kleenex tissues and and wiping your tears, but at the end of the day, Kawhi didn't come to your team. You guys signed DeMarcus Cousins. You're, you, it, it's time, you know, you, you have to move on. You have to look at what's going on and, and what you can do to make your team better at this point and, and where your team is going. Your team's obviously going to be a contender. Anytime you have LeBron James on your team, you have to believe that your team is a shot to, to you know, has a shot to win it all. So, you know, the Lakers are obviously relevant again. And if you're a Lakers fan, that's all you can ask for. Uh, I know that a lot of Lakers fans can be very entitled and uh, feel that they are uh, they are deserving of an NBA championship every year. But breaking news here on on, on this sports show uh, that's not always the case. Breaking news: you're not always going to be the NBA champion. So uh, again, this was a good thing for the league. This was great for the entire game of basketball. Great for every team across the board, every fan base. And uh, Lakers fans can keep crying if they want to, but the game's going to keep on going, and, and, and players are going to keep signing. And come October, uh, the ball is going to be tipped off, and games are going to be played. So uh, Kawhi Leonard is a Los Angeles Clipper, and I'm here to tell you, I'm sorry, it might sound harsh, but uh, get over it. The Phoenix Suns are expected to sign, re-sign Kelly Oubre Jr. on a multi-year deal um, that just broke. And there is also reports that the Lakers are interested in Kyle Corver. Yeah, I could see the Lakers going after some shooters. You know, Kyle Corver, potentially Carmelo Anthony. I mean, uh, Jamal Crawford's out there as a free agent. Uh, you know, there's there's some guys out there still available. Uh, if you're trying to add some shooting on the perimeter of that team, there's there's names. You know, let's talk about some of the shooters. I, I like him on Shumpert. Um, I, I don't know how much of a shooter he is, but I remember he used to be really, really a solid a solid defender, especially when he was with Cleveland um, and New York. Uh, I think, again, Troy Daniels is a name that we're going to need to remember. No one really remembered him from last season, but he shot a high percentage. And I think now that he's going to be in a big market and he's going to get more media attention, I think we're going to hear his name a lot more. Um, there was uh, some rumblings about potentially, and I'll put these to rest right now, Ray Allen returning. That is not going to happen. Um, I did make a couple tweets as jokingly that, you know, hey, Ray Allen, what are you doing? But Ray Allen is not going to come out of retirement. Um, I, I think the Lakers need to look at where their roster is currently. I, I like their depth. I like JaVale McGee and DeMarcus Cousins um, and Anthony Davis, you know, in the paint. I like Kyle Kuzma, the idea of him coming off the bench. If the idea is to do what New Orleans did, Anthony Davis and um, DeMarcus up, you know, in the front court and Kuzma off the bench, I think that's a good spark plug. Uh, Danny Green at the two. Rondo playing the one. Uh, you know, I think the Lakers will be just fine. And now it's, it's interesting to see where the Western Conference is with the, the landscape that we're in now with the Clippers obviously being up there, the Lakers being up there. Portland, you got to put in discussion with Damian Lillard, you know, still being the man. Um, where do you see if you had to rank these teams from, from top to bottom right now in the West? That's, I mean, that's a great question, but I don't. I think it's too early to kind of to kind of go there. I think you need to let free agency pan its way out. You know, there's going to be some trades happening here with Russell Westbrook potentially. Uh, I think it's too early to, to kind of rank teams and 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 make predictions at this point. But uh, I mean, you have to look. You know, Denver is going to be an, a young team again, and that's going to contend. The Warriors are will be contenders as long as they have Steph Curry. Lakers and Clippers, of course, will be right up there. The, the Trailblazers will be competitive. I mean, there's there's you know the the class of of, of the Western Conference, but uh, real quick, I know we're we're coming up against it here towards the end of the show. A little bit of breaking news on the Kyle Kuzma front. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is reportedly dating the ex girlfriend of Philadelphia 76ers guard Ben Simmons. Uh, that would be Kendall Jenner. 
And uh, for anyone who knows, uh, if you're if you're dating one of the Jenner slash Kardashian clan, it's kind of a kiss of death. It's not really a good look. Oh no, uh, that's, so, that's, so, so that that just. Oh, that just that's worse to hear than last night's report about Kawhi going to the Clippers. Yeah. So if you're a Laker fan, uh it looks like you just signed Kendall Jenner as well. Oh, oh God. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. Hold on, hold on, I need a drink of water. Oh, great. That lovely. Thank you for ending the show like that. Uh we got five minutes left. Uh, I'll go ahead and and uh and touch on this. Um there, Russell Westbrook has requested a trade from Oklahoma City, and you mentioned it earlier in the show. The rumors are that Miami is the front runner to land him in a trade. They're the front runner to land him in a trade. You're talking about a Miami Heat team that last year went won 39 games. They brought in Jimmy Butler, and you know what, Jimmy Butler. I'll say this: you were talking about wanting to respect Kawhi because he wants to be the man. Well, I'll give even more respect to Jimmy Butler because he went into Miami alone. And right, I gotta get right. major and, and props on that. A- absolutely. Uh but Tyler, I think we have a caller here on hold. Ashley in Richmond is on hold. If we could take that call. Ashley, go ahead. Hey guys. Um my question was more so focused on OKC and what their motivation would have been to help the Clippers out with that trade. I mean, he had just signed re signed with them, so they weren't up against free agency for him. So why would they have sent him to the, a team within their conference? Yeah, and that's a, and that's a great question, and, and thank you for calling on the show. And I'm still trying to figure that out myself. I was driving driving home today, and I'm thinking, why would the Thunder, who have these two great stars in Westbrook and Paul George, they just brought back Paul George uh, last year, you know, the Thunder, they won almost 50 games last year. They won 49 games. So you're, you know, a few games out of being the number one or number two seed in the West. And we're just going to give it all up. We're just going to start over. And not only that, but we're going to give a team in our own conference. Basically, basically, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Because the Thunder knew that if they trade Paul George to the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard's going to join them. So the Oklahoma City Thunder are blowing it all up, and they're handing the Clippers Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I'm still confused. Yeah, who know, I mean, who knows the motivation behind it? Uh, you saw Paul George tweet that he's not going to tolerate any Russell Westbrook slander, so I don't. it doesn't look like Russell Westbrook was a determining factor in Paul George requesting a trade. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, the news of all these things has just broke within the last 12 hours. I mean, the, the book has yet to be fully written on all these moves, and, and the details are, are still, uh, you know, trickling out. So, of course, as we learn things here uh, on the show, we will, we will definitely, you know, fill you guys in going forward. And uh, I know that Tyler will be back on here often with more news and notes as it pertains to the Lakers and, and the National Basketball Association. Tyler, I know we're up against it here, so I'll go ahead and let you send us out. Well, you know, I'll just I'll just finish off with this. Uh, you know, if, if Russell Westbrook wasn't the problem, then I actually feel really bad for him because from everything that we know from the Kevin Durant um, incident, Kendrick Perkins went on and verified that Durant told him the night before he was coming back, and then he left, and that was why Russell Westbrook was so upset with 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 Durant. I don't know if Paul George kind of did the same thing and and basically dipped without letting Westbrook know anything what was going on. So if that was the case, and Westbrook's getting all this negativity for being quote a bad teammate, when in actuality people just not being loyal, I, I don't know. I, that's that's just crazy to me about all this that's happening. But it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what assets the Miami Heat might be able to pull off for for Russell Westbrook. So we have 60 seconds. I was actually going to let you finish that question. What could you see the Heat packaging to Leonard Westbrook? Uh, JD's actually dropped off right now. Okay. Thank you, Danny. So, um, well, you know, we have about 30 seconds. So what I'll do is I'll say thank you for everyone for calling on the show. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy weekend in the NBA. It's one of the weirdest weeks I'll ever remember. Um, and we'll go ahead and just sign off now. We'll be back next week at some point, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Thank you for everyone calling in. This has been 
This has been Sports Talk Radio. Thank you, everyone, for listening.